episode 12 of the Press Pass podcast presented by the Press Republican. Quick hits with Mackenzie and Kara. How are we doing, guys? Good. Pretty good. I think we're both drinking coffee this afternoon. If that's yes, <laughs> okay. okay. I actually had yesterday off, so I, you know, no night shift. And yeah. I actually was able to wake up today at 8.30 and I've been functioning. So are you going to last the whole night? I'm, uh, we'll see. It's, it's a work <laughs> in progress, but we're going to see how it goes. I think we're doing okay. I've had a very productive morning, though. I've That's already I've done good. two stories already, and we're wow. going to see what more we can do in the afternoon. But I think we'll see how it goes. But what's going on this week? So just uh, as always, I feel like I say this every week, at the forefront of everyone's minds is COVID-19. Um, taking a look locally first, um, we did have a small spike in Clinton County cases earlier this week. The Clinton County Health Department said that it did not appear that these cases were related, but it's still a big reminder. This is in our community. Wear your mask. Avoid large gatherings. Wash your hands thoroughly. Stay home when you're sick. All that jazz. There's um, testing site available. I believe it's 213 Connecticut it's either Road or Avenue out on the old it's base. Avenue. Yeah, Avenue. Yeah, Avenue. Out on the old base. So you can go there if you're symptomatic or asymptomatic. It's a drive through setup um, to meet the rising demand for testing by uh, necessitated by schools or occupational-based testing. So you can get tested there. Um, and then the other thing that happened earlier this week is uh, the Centers Healthcare, which is the agency that owns Essex Center for Rehabilitation and Healthcare, where there's been a large... COVID-19 outbreak, um, they announced that the facility is COVID-free, but it is still worth noting, you know, it was a very tragic situation. 109 cases were linked there, 60 of those were residents, 16 of those residents passed away. Um, so hopefully, I mean, every day when the Essex County Health Department sends in their new updates, I hope that there's no news on that front, and I hope that it continues that way. But um, yeah, it's still it was still a very sad situation. So I'm I'm glad that they're COVID nineteen free, and I hope that they can remain that way. And when you say COVID nineteen free, so does mm-hmm. that mean that at that time that day, everyone was tested and they mm-hmm. all came back negative, or how does that work? So the way that it was explained to me is no one in house remained positive. So I believe there are still a few residents who are in the hospital, but the facility okay. itself, all the staff who have tested positive have recovered. Their contacts, which I don't believe Essex Center actually tracks, that's the health department that tracks, have all recovered. Um, so, and that means the remaining residents, from what I understand, are negative as okay. well. So, that's that's good. That's good, that's good news. We'll we'll take that. Um, and then, kind of looking at COVID from a national standpoint, I'm sure everyone is aware of the fact that last week, early early Friday morning, President Trump announced that he had tested positive. He and the First Lady Melania Trump. He ended up spending a few days in Walter Reed over um, the weekend. Mm-hmm. As of yesterday, his physician said he was asymptomatic for about 24 hours. He is back in the Oval Office, but staff do have to wear personal protective equipment when they're around him, from my understanding. so. I just want to say real quick, we're recording this on Thursday, so yes. when we say yesterday, that's Wednesday, so mm-hmm. oh, just yeah, when great. people are listening to this. Right. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. right. And as far as we know, has Trump tested negative at all? Um, I'm not aware okay. of that. I, I didn't look too, too far into it, but um, I'm sure that there will be okay. more to come on that. So Yeah, definitely. Um, so, I mean, I was just going to talk about some City of Plattsburgh news very briefly. Uh, we had the mayor's debate at uh, Mountain Lake PBS earlier this week. Um, it's yet to air. It's actually going to air Friday at 8 p.m. and then a couple of other times over the weekend. We did have Joe LaTemplio was one of the panelists. Um, which was pretty cool to see him in action. 
I'd asked him on the way to the debate if he was at all nervous because I know that if it was me, I would be like shaking. <laughs> I don't even know. I'd be just be a mess. And I was just like, so, I mean, are you nervous at all? And he goes, nope. And that, and that was that. So, That's classic yeah. Jello. So he, I, he's, he been at, he's been at it for so long. I just, I really don't, I don't know. It would be actually really fun to try and figure out what scenario would phase Joe. I don't know I've what would anymore. I've yet to see it. I don't know. Yeah, I, he's pretty solid. Yeah. Yeah. He's not, he's not, he doesn't get shaken by much. No, no. he doesn't. He gets excited. He doesn't get nervous. No. Yeah, he does get excited mm-hmm. about I think that drama. might, I think that might be how he handles it. He gets into a moment, even if it's kind of controversial or dramatic, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and he just thrives off of it. Yeah, he does really well. Yeah, but, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, anyways, yeah. I just thought that was funny. Um, so the city is working on its parking replacement options for when the Durkee Street parking lot maybe is closed <laughs> and redeveloped. <laughs> um, so they opened up their Broad Street parking lot last week, which is across from, I'm sorry, right next to the auction house. Um, it had been closed for a couple of months for construction. They added 21 new spaces, bringing it up to 80 space lot. That's good. Um, they also opened up the new Arnie Pavone Memorial Parking Plaza across from Arnie's Restaurant downtown. Um, that is a 103 space lot, and it is dedicated to Arnie Pavone, who was longtime restaurant owner of Arnie's Restaurant. Um, he died in the fall of 2018, I believe. Um, he was 92 years old, so they tried to swing nice in honor of him right across the way. So that's pretty cool. Um, There's also, so on the agenda tonight, like Joey said, it it is Thursday. So on the council agenda tonight, they are, the council is going to be looking at two resolutions. um, One for its crate center to possibly reopen for its indoor sports leagues. That would be interesting. Yeah. I was actually just thinking about that the other day um, because all the talk right now is about how, how okay we're doing you know we're doing fall sports everything's yeah. outside that's manageable what happens when we go inside yeah i'll be very curious to see what happens so with that. so i mean from what i can tell so far it's actually the former um city rec superintendent i think was his title um his name is steve peters i yep. don't know if you know him yep um and so he actually pitched this idea to reopen the crate and under his leadership of he owns um elevate 518 He's like the CEO. Okay. Um, so he's hoping to do the indoor leagues this winter. And he said that he has been in communication with the Clinton County Health Department about ways to make it safe. And he said it might be a little bit pricier, but it is something that I'm willing to do. And so that might be approved tonight, which would be really awesome. What would be more, I don't mean to put you on no, the spot, but like what would be more pricey? Like people, like the, the fees to play in the leagues you know, or like the like different health protocols, things that you would need to make it functional? He didn't really go into details last week. I think he'll dive into that a little bit more tonight. Okay. Um, I mean, I was guessing, you know, maybe they have to do like a new air vent system or yeah, possibly okay. mask prices. He's talking about maybe they're going to give people masks. I'm not really sure okay. what, what the deal would be. Yeah. Um, so there's also a second agreement on the agenda that could allow the YMCA to actually open up the rec center, which is the city gym on the base, hmm. or on the oval, sorry. Um, oh, that would be cool. Yeah, yeah. so I know they were they're looking for people to manage that, and two proposals came back. One was from the YMCA, and they said that that one more closely aligned with their ideals for it, so they are looking at that tonight, too. Interesting. Um, let's see, the city is also going to be doing 
hometown heroes banners, which I'm sure you guys have seen in the town. I saw your story on that the other day. I love seeing those. I just think it's so cool. And like, think about it just from not, not only the individual, but from the individual's families. Like that's so cool to see stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And you know, that's just a, you know, old school Americana. That's, that's good stuff. My great grandfather, my family bought him one for Christmas two years ago in the town of Plattsburgh. And he, I think he's up on Smithfield Boulevard right I, now. I believe he is because I yeah. saw Delisle when I was what driving was down name? there a couple weeks ago. His name is Ken. Okay. Um, so he, yeah, so I, what I didn't realize is that the town of Plattsburgh and, and I guess all these hometown heroes, this poll program, they actually put them up two years in a row. Mm-hmm. So I thought he was up once and that was it, but no, he's up again this year, That's which is cool. really cool. Um, he actually went on the honor flight last year too and he has a whole wall set up in his home of like an American flag and like a photo of him on the honor flight and everything and so I'm sure this banner will go up on that wall when he finally gets it um, which is really cool cool. but yeah he's really happy about it too um so anyway so the city's going to be doing that next year as well they want to line them around the U.S. Oval um and extend them to the sides of Route 9 yeah it's like the the perfect spot that's literally I couldn't think of a better spot that's awesome I know and so they can fit about 20 for the 2021 season um but then they're thinking if they have enough interest they're going to actually bleed them into the downtown which would be so cool to see them on that bridge on Bridge Street and everything would be really cool Mm -hmm. so hopefully that's Um, awesome yeah that's that's probably the that's probably the best thing that will come of this whole episode (laughs) is talking about that I like that a lot yeah cool um Uh, Not City of Plattsburgh news, but Town of Plattsburgh news. Um, The town released its budget recently. It's a proposal, so it's not the official budget yet, but they did come in under the tax cap. Um, Supervisor Cashman said that the town is going to keep its eye on sales tax revenues and adjust their budget as needed next year, depending on what levels those come in. It's really uncertain with the border being closed and people not traveling as much, so they might not be getting as much sales tax revenues. also, not City of Plattsburgh news, but in Beekman Town, there was a really big farm or fire at the Bubbins Farm this week mm-hmm. on Party Road in Beekman Town. Um, they're estimating about 400 cows died and two structures were lost, so our hearts go out to them. That's really sad. Um, but I mean, I don't, I think that's all I had for city and town stuff. I did have some art things I was going to mention if now's an okay time yeah, for you guys. Sure. Yeah, sure, Absolutely. go for it. Okay, cool. Um, so this weekend, there's going to be the last artisan marketplace um, at the Strand. So they're going to set up on the Strand lawn. There's like 30 or so artists and artisans selling their stuff. So that's really cool. Um, it's from 10 to 3. It's also the last weekend of the Plattsburgh Farmers and Crafters Market in the Durkee Street parking lot. So I think they're from 9 to 2. Um, if you guys haven't gone by, gone down Durkee Street and seen the mural of um michael p anderson i think it's pretty much done if you know if yeah. not done you know almost there it, it looks, looks really, really cool. great yeah yeah it looks really cool at night too i haven't it, seen it at oh, night so i i'm pretty sure i unless it unless the photo that i saw on um i saw somebody one of my friends on facebook posted it and it was at night and it looks like a light shines down on it really well Oh, so that's it, cool. it kind of makes it look pretty cool. I wonder, is it the Durkee Street parking lot light? They have that big light fixture yeah, in there. Yeah, I would need to to know like where the light exactly is coming from. Mm-hmm. You'd probably need to see it. Like the photo didn't really kind of show where the light was okay. coming from, but it looked it looked pretty cool. I mean, I would love for all of our murals and things downtown to 
maybe at some point have one of those little like spotlights yeah. that they can set up so that way mm-hmm. it shines on it and lights it up at night. I think that would be, be really great. cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. I, I mean, don't even know if that's possible. If you're gonna if you're gonna have like different murals like that, you might as well show them off yeah. to the best of your ability. Yeah, exactly. Um, this the you know the last thing I was just gonna talk about was. This weekend for the the business section, I am doing a really cool biz front about a new business downtown. It's on Margaret Street, and it's next to a dress code. Um, It's called Old Soul, and it is being opened by, her name is Katie Teeny. She's a longtime manager at Monopole. A lot of people recognize her from there, bartending at Oval. Um, But she is opening up a second-hand-slash-homemade store, where she sets up a room using refurbished furniture that she's worked on and using local artists and artisans pieces to, to decorate and then actually sells off the stuff. Um, and then once she gets stuff out of there, she then reorganizes it and restructures it with new things. So there's always things flowing in and out of the store. And um, she had a great opening weekend last week and we're hoping that she can keep going it sounds really cool i'm excited to to shop there for christmas gifts yeah that actually that sounds that oh i didn't even think about that yeah, yeah that would yeah. be pretty cool it's really interesting how you've been reporting on businesses opening in the middle of a pandemic i, I give so I much know. credit i give so much credit to all the people who are doing that because i mean I my god i know? mean and you know i think that just goes out to show that people in the community are also being really supportive of new businesses right now, yeah. which is, everybody that's gets, really Everybody awesome seems to, to get it. Yeah. I, mean, I shouldn't yeah. say everybody, but you know, m- most people a seem big, to get it. A big it. chunk of people, <laughs> yeah. I think. I mean, I, last week, was it last week or two weeks ago, we talked about Buster's opening. Mm-hmm. Every mm-hmm. time I've driven by there, they have had a full parking lot. I've yet to check it out yet, and but I, that's one of my places to yeah. go soon. I kind of want to go on a Sunday for like football or something. It, I know, um, but it's so busy. I don't know how packed it's going to yeah, be, you know? Yeah. Like that's kind of the crazy thing I was telling it. Kara, I tried to call and order some food over the weekend and I couldn't even get through the full line. It was so busy. Wow. So mm-hmm. I think, didn't they close on Sunday because they had such a big... Yeah, so I went with uh, my boyfriend and his dad. We were trying to find a place to watch well more so they were trying to find yeah. a place to watch the Raiders game because they're Raiders fans and uh, they had gone to Buster's at first and then we checked their Facebook page and it turned out that they had closed to kind of regroup because they'd had such an awesome opening week they just needed to like restock on yeah. supplies and food <laughs> and awesome. stuff like that so and they were planning on opening up the next day yeah. but but yeah they've they've done Pretty well. Had a pretty welcome reception over here on the other side of northern New York. Yeah, it's a so. good spot, just in general, too. It, it is. It's a good location. You know, there's decent parking. It's not like mm-hmm. it, it's not it's not like it's in a weird area. You know, where you have to park a little bit of ways and then kind of come in. I mean, but it's if it's sound if it's so busy, then it might actually be a parking issue. But it just but it, in general, that's a good location. I think mm-hmm. they have enough spots though to to help. Yeah you know, hold all the people that they can inside, so. Plus, obviously, during the pandemic, they can't allow, you know, I'm sure, isn't there, inform me if I'm wrong, but I'm sure there's probably, like, a certain amount of people that are allowed. 50% capacity is what you have to be kept to. Everything needs to be at least six feet apart, you know, like, you go to, like, my my boyfriend and I go to SIP um, a fair amount, and, you know, they have certain parts of the bar blocked off if you end up sitting there, and they've spaced out their tables and everything, so. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what people have to accommodate. Right now. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. 
So I guess jumping back over to my side of the table. Yes. Um, so and actually tying back to what Mackenzie was talking, we were talking about veterans earlier. Um, earlier this week on Monday, Lieutenant Governor Kathy Hochul visited the North Country Veterans Association. They had received from some state funding in order to um, work on their expansion project that they've been doing. And from what I'm understanding, they uh, incorporated in the 1980s. They were originally for Vietnam veterans who, as we know, didn't really get much of a hero's welcome when they came back. And then as they've grown um, and as, you know, post-Gulf War and Iraq and Afghanistan veterans have entered the picture, they've decided to serve them as well. So she kind of just came up to check on them, how they've been utilizing the funding. They've got a library. They want to set up computer stations. They've got connections to counselors and that kind of thing. So they're just trying to create like a really nice space where veterans and their families can go for assistance. They also have like a food shelf in the back too. It's, It's just a really cool space. So I'm really excited for them to finish up with their expansion and see where else that goes. Um, And of interest to our Essex County readers and listeners, I think, um, David Lang, who was convicted of killing his brother Russell um, several years ago down in Crown Point, he is getting a new trial. His attorney has filed several motions trying to get a different judge, trying to disqualify the Essex County DA's office from prosecuting it, and then also just move it out of Essex County. Um, The DA, DA Christy Sprague, her office has in turn filed responses to those motion so we'll see how that progresses and how that impacts what the retrial is going to look like interesting yeah that sounds yeah interesting yes yes so there's a lot a lot going on with that and then um just a couple things that i wanted to preview next week on october 13th um joseph barchard who was charged with assault as a hate crime in connection with um an alleged assault of tyshawn jackson who spoke with ben watson um last week He is going to be in court for a preliminary hearing in city court, so keep an eye out for that. Um, I'm going to, so earlier this week, we put out an article about the CVPH restructure, which went into effect on Sunday. I kind of talked about kind of the back and forth between the hospital and the New York State Nursing Association, Nurses Association, which represents the hospital's nurses and Mm -hmm. how they're following a grievance process. They, I believe they're moving to arbitration regarding, um, well, the union says that the hospital did not negotiate the terms of the restructure, which is what they're supposed to do. So they're probably making moves on that front. But I'll be talking to 1199, an 11 SEIU representative for the perspective on like the clinical assistance and other people represented by that union. So keep an eye out for that. Also this week, what's been taking up a lot of my time and Joe's and Ben's and uh, Lamia and John, that's our director of operations and our publisher, editorial board interviews because it it is that time of year where we have our candidates come in we talk to them for about an hour and then we write up big old articles on them so (laughs) those will be coming out in the next couple weeks we spoke with um congresswoman elise stefanik on tuesday yesterday we had a double header with both state senate candidates assemblyman dan steck and clinton county treasurer uh kimberly davis and then tomorrow we have tedra cobb who is uh democrat from canton former st lawrence county legislator who is challenging elise so we'll see how those yeah. go and we also have a vice presidential debate analysis coming out later so oh, nice. lots to look forward to everyone <laughs> lots lots of stuff chuck yeah. full chuck yes. full did That's i talk great. too fast no, no, I think okay. honestly, I honestly probably Good. to get through all that, you needed to kind of talk. Yeah, <laughs> that's a lot going on. That is a lot. Um, I'm looking at the clock. I know you said you had an interview at two o'clock. I do, and so I appreciate I'm going that. to tease my sports stuff for the next segment with Jolo and Ben Rowe. Okay. So we will do that for now. 
Um, but is there anything else we wanted to mention? No, I think I said it all. No, nope. okay. just stay safe, <laughs> stay well, people. Yes. Okay. Wear your masks, you know. Alrighty, well, we will be back shortly. back sports editor joey lafranga with editor-in-chief joe latemplio and night editor ben Rowe. how we doing joey bats we're doing good how are you good ben joey lafranga how are you <laughs> good all right now that we've blown the mic out we can continue um I, right before we went to break i wanted to tea i teased about sports coming back and i i mean i can talk about it with you guys just as much as i can talk about it with kara and mckenzie probably a little bit better Especially with Joe and even Ben now. I mean, you're you're right into the sports scene. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to say that last Friday was the first time I covered a high school sporting event since March seventh, and that alone is crazy. And it was really cool to be back, um, actually covering something. It, it was not to be cliche. It was surreal because seven it, months it wow. was it was a long time um and i covered the northeastern clinton versus shazy girls soccer game um on friday night northeastern clinton ended up winning that game one to nothing and it was a very competitive game um especially toward the second half but the main the main thing you know score the final score is one thing but seeing it after all the talk about how sports are going to come back can they come back what needs to be done seeing the kids wear masks um, seeing how kind of things worked overall, seeing the bleachers empty on a Friday night up at Chazy for a soccer game, which that was pretty weird to say yes. the least. Um, and just the overall vibe, my takeaway from it was at first it was weird. It really did feel weird. I didn't necessarily feel like I was at a soccer game. But as the first half progre- progressed, the one thing was somebody hit the post. And right at that second, I felt like, everything kind of flipped on. And what I mean by that was it almost like zapped everybody into the game where they're like, oh, we're playing a soccer game. And it almost kind of got me into it too. Like, all right, here we go. Because before, and sometimes in soccer, that's the way it can be. It can kind of be ebbs and flows of things and whatnot. Um, but I was just happy to see sports back and, you know, kids are wearing the masks. Um, Joe, you and I talked about it a little bit. doesn't seem like it's really affecting them as much. No, it didn't seem so. And, and we, we watched the game Saturday in Saranac yep. uh, between the Saranac girls and Chasey girls. And you're right. It is weird seeing the families sitting in their little pods yes. together <laughs> on the sidelines. Um, and and the other thing uh, that you probably noticed in uh, Z and we're upset about. I was uh, upset in Saranac. Yes, <laughs> you couldn't get loaded fries. Nope, no Mickey fries at the con- no concession stand. Ben, now, right? now as a as a non sports person, what is a loaded fry? Oh, <laughs> I mean, Joe, you <laughs> take at the you concession take it. stand. Uh-huh. They have these French fries. Home, I think they're home hand. Yeah, cut. yeah, I think so. Uh, they deep fry them right there. And you can get them regular fries or the loaded fries. They I think they're covered with Michigan sauce, Ugh. melted cheese, mm-hmm. and is there something else on it? Yeah, it's oh, actually is there? That might maybe not. Be it. It's kind of like poutine, but instead of the gravy, it's Michigan, it's Michigan sauce. Yeah. Oh, I am, I am done with that. They are yeah. so good. Yeah, it's uh, in a word sinful. <laughs> uh, but it's very good. And when you're at the game too, you can smell it. 
Yes. And especially when you're on the sidelines, if you're taking photos or covering the game. Up there in Shazie, especially at night when it gets cold, that fryer and all the heat that's coming out of there and the concession stand, it rises up and it just hangs. And I feel like it just creates this aroma over mm-hmm. the soccer field. And it's just, it's it's great. I mean, but yeah, that was one thing actually that, that was missing. And yeah. that was another thing that kind of so felt a little weird. So what's the policy of it? There's just no snack bar? Or? Yeah, I, yeah right. I don't know if there was actually, I'm sure there was. I never even thought to look in the guidelines. But no I'm, I'm sure it's probably just implied, uh, probably not a great idea to have concessions for a number of reasons. Right. Um, there was none at Northeastern either no. the other night. I, I was thinking maybe, if anything, they might have like a place where you could get water, Gatorade, soda maybe. But as far as food, I don't know, that's probably not the greatest of ideas. Unless you're talking about like pre-bagged things like well, know, chips I, I think or something. The idea is to get people in, get them out. Yeah. You watch mm-hmm. the game and go. You yeah. know, don't linger and because. Uh, Saranac girls had their senior night. Yep. They had it two hours before the game, <laughs> before anybody was there. Right. So they could do it privately and, uh, you know, accordingly with the rules. Sure. So, yeah, it is. It's, it is surreal. It's a different, uh, a different era, for sure. It, it, it really is. But like, and like I said, though, it's good to see stuff back. Hopefully everything continues moving forward as well. Um, we have, you know, soccer as well as cross country is back. And from what I'm hearing, um, it certainly will be out, if not as we're talking now. I haven't looked in the past couple hours, but it seems like a swimming schedule is going to come out soon for Girls Swim. Um, and there's also going to be gymnastics that's coming out soon. Um, so those are the four sports, at least within Section 7, that are offered that will be up and running um, within these next, you know, about another month or so. Um, we've talked about it a little bit, but as far as sports in November, uh, especially outside sports, could be very interesting. Um, well, it's good to see the kids back out yeah. doing the thing they love. Yeah. And, and, uh, and I'll say this, is the fact that reading Joey's stories, editing them before they go to print, mm-hmm. is that reading the stories, which I think is appropriate for how you've written them, there's no, you could you could look at that same story and put it in a paper from... March 2015, and it would read the exact same. It's mm-hmm. a switch of the game recap. Yep. But then to read it now, it's like, yeah, this feels normal. But then underneath that, it's like, wow, you know, it's, it's kind of surreal because it feels like a normal thing in an unnormal time. Mm-hmm. And it's like reading, it's like, okay, yeah, this is happening. But then meanwhile, COVID's still out there. But it's that little surreal hint of normalcy. Mm-hmm. And it's like reading it. It's nice. It's a nice escape. And it it's really like is. you can just kind of let your mind just, oh, yeah, everything is, this is a game recap. Yeah. This is people are playing sports. Parents were there. Coaches were saying the kids did good. Yep. All that nice stuff. <laughs> and and, I, and I, I will say this before we move on to other topics was um, uh, Tuesday night was the first night that there was like a, an actual slate of games where sometimes I don't go out and cover games. You know, we have coaches send in results, and then I write things up in a capsule format, basically, which if you look at the, if you read the paper or if you look at stories online, you know what I'm talking about. And it's basically just a short summary of the games and whatnot. And I had no rust. I flew through those recaps. And Ben, Ben, I told Ben (laughs) after it. Your lead? Yeah. It's like riding a bike. Yeah, it's just, I jumped right back into it. So I was happy about that. The speed is still there. Speed needs to always be there. Um, but I was happy about that. Oh, that's that's sometimes in soccer, you just need one in the goal. Yeah, I, I created a cliche, cheesy lead, but it worked. And I said, I think I said, um, you need 
Sometimes there's not a lot of scoring, but only you only need one goal. And then I said something like, "Ask Mariah, and they'll agree." And they beat uh, Lake Placid on Tuesday night, one to nothing. Yes. So Ben appreciated that little cheesy line, which I'm all for it. It's channeling. I uh, uh, for for our listeners, if you haven't if you haven't heard us say this name before, I'm channeling my inner John Coyer. The cheesy lines from the the 80s and the 90s. <laughs> From sports lingo, I gotta do it. I'm honoring the Koi Dog, uh, one of the sports writers who. How long did John work here? Like 40 years? Close to it. Yeah. So. Local uh, sports legend. Local sports legend. He's probably more famous than some athletes. That oh <laughs> yes. So I had to do that. But little shout out to Koi Dog. <laughs> no, that's good. Yes. Um, I was thinking today. What's today? October 8th. Yes. Yeah. I think it was 1987 or 88. On October 5th, we had a massive snowstorm. Okay. And it was chilly today. So be ready, boys. We could be getting dumped on. Yeah. Um, Anytime nah, soon. Nah. And I'm wearing shorts today. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you impressed? I am. I was talking. You don't think so, Ben Rowe? I don't want it to be. <laughs> it could happen. I was talking to Lou Reuter today, uh, our fellow sports writer up at the Adirondack Daily Enterprise, and he was covering a game. Right when he called me, actually, he was covering a game. I, I think he said he was in Lake Placid. Lake Placid and Saranac Lake are played in uh, soccer today. Mm-hmm. And he said that there's snow up on the mountain already. Yeah. Uh-huh. So yeah. it's it's coming. We're, we're close. Right. Yeah. I wasn't quite ready for that. I just closed my pool. <laughs> it's a good thing you did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that's that's crazy, though. But there's my little sports thing. I teased that in the previous segment. Wanted to talk about that a little bit. Just because, I, you know, I'm excited to see sports back, but I'm also excited for the, all the kids as well. I mean, it's a great it's a great thing for them to have it back. And hopefully we keep it. And hopefully we just keep moving in the right direction. Yep, we do hope so. Um, one note of concern, however, is we learned today uh, – that Clinton County is now up to 17 positive cases. I saw that. Um, which is a little alarming. Yeah. Um, it's concerning. I mean, we had a jump uh, up to 12 the other day, which was also alarming. And But at least that and, was over the weekend. And now we're, you know, it's up to 17. It's something to um, be concerned about. As far as we know, they're not connected to schools. Yeah. Um, so that's a good sign. But, well, but I would say is that is that a good sign or is that a what? I'm not sure how to interpret that. Actually, well, it's, it's a good sign in that no schools have had to shut down. That's true. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, you have 17 cases that shows clearly it's still in our community, hmm. and uh, precautions still have to be taken. Um, I guess the number of hospitalizations did go down by one. That's good. So, that, yeah, that is good. But um, still, something to think about. When we were in the heart of it, what what was the highest number that you can remember? Positive cases? Yeah. Well, I don't I, know I, if I it should... was even this high. No, I was going to say. The active cases. I feel like at one point it was in the 20s. We'd have to go check. Yeah, we should. Um, mm-hmm. um, I don't recall. But I don't remember it being much higher than that. Right. And even, I mean, think about it. Even when we go back to the summer when there was... The whole Altona fiasco. It didn't get that high. We had 14 at the SUNY party in May. Yes. Um, 14 cases? Yep. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and no, Altona didn't prove to be no. No. super no. spreader. And that's the interesting thing that you're saying, though, is when you hear that there, especially, you know, the track record for this area in Clinton County and North Country in general, we never had many cases at, at once. But the interesting thing is there's now 17 cases. 
but we're not hearing about any clusters. They're right. all That's they're the all thing. where are they coming from? <laughs> right, right. It makes you you know makes you think a little bit. And is that what you meant, Ben, by saying yeah. like is that a good thing or a bad uh-huh. thing? Yeah, because if they're spread out, that's probably a little bit more concerning that you so, at least don't know where they're all coming from. It's just around, but you know, I think to the community's credit, you know, is that people that plan to go to restaurants nowadays, they plan to mask up and you know stay in their little family groups. They plan to go to sports games and stay in their little family groups. People, they're doing it right, so just keep it up. <laughs> yeah. You know, again, we're in this part where we can have fun, we can enjoy life, but just got to yeah, stay and, safe. And initially, we thought, okay, the numbers are up because they're doing more testing. But we look at the test numbers, they're about the same as what they've been. Yeah. So that's real, not really the case either. Um, and I've noticed, you know, um, it seems in talking with people that, you know, the president's diagnosis made people think about it a little more and think, oh, dang, it's still <laughs> out there. So, you know, put on your masks and do that. Well, right and thing. also, as we talked, it is getting colder. More people are moving indoors mm-hmm. um, where yep. it spreads, you know, has a higher chance of spreading. Yep. Um, and unfortunately, that's probably going to continue. And and it just, and just in general, too, I mean, not only are people moving indoors, just the cold temperatures in general promote, the virus to spread a little bit easier as well because it did seem that during the summer when it was hot you know it didn't spread as much and the interesting thing that you mentioned like when you said people go inside and stuff remember like in right when it in the southern in the southern states when it started to get really hot remember there was like a lot of cases all of a sudden in arizona yep because everybody was going inside to the air conditioning and stuff mm-hmm. and everybody was just inside and that's what i think about now it's the same type of concept Granted, we're going inside to be warm instead of cold and whatnot, but yeah, it's there's a lot of factors that go into it that certainly probably aren't playing in our favor right now. No, and I mean, I think it just reinforces this idea that this is going to be here for a while. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking today about the border shutdown, mm. and we've heard from a few people that we're looking at June or July of next summer. What do you think that, how, how much of an impact do you think that would have? Huge, huge. Yeah. I mean, to go more than a year without that uh, sales tax um, presence, mm-hmm. um, not, not to mention all the other aspects that our Canadian neighbors bring to us. Sure. Um, it's a big, big change. Yeah. I'm, the one thing that I was thinking about was last last month, I think we were talking about how, um, okay, borders closed for another month. Hopefully next month things will come around. But now the narrative isn't like, okay, next month it will open up. We're now, all of a sudden, now we're just jumping to, you know, what did you say? June and June next and July? Summer, yeah. That's crazy. And that that's discouraging. But, Ben, I think you said something, too, about how don't create a narrative that just depresses people almost to, like, kind of keep hopes up. Um, not not to lie to them, but kind of keep hopes up a little bit. Well, that's the, that's the whole thing about this whole thing. It's like a mental mindset type of thing. Is that nobody wants to be discouraging. You know, as we're talking about cases going up, we don't want to panic anybody. It's just that you have to just say, you know, yeah, you know, um, things are going to be okay. Just keep on doing what you're doing. And But as far as the border, yeah, it's that we don't want to discourage them by saying it might be next summer, but got to be realistic. It's a reality. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Um, you wanted to touch upon, we talked about, I talked about it with Mackenzie and Kara, but you wanted to expand upon it a little bit. We talked about the hometown heroes. 
Yes. And I wanted to let you news. I wanted to let you talk about that a little bit too cuz I said it previously um, earlier on the episode. I think it's awesome and I will give the floor to you Joe cuz I think I think it is it's it's a great thing. Yeah, the hometown uh, heroes banner program um, basically you put uh, faces of um, people that were in the service at one time in their life um, that resided in the town uh, or municipality and put their banner picture in the banner up on light poles on main streets in each community. It's a way to honor them. It would be like Joe Smith, U.S. Marines, 1950 to 53, whatever. Sure. I know there's some in Willsboro. Um, I know there's some in Keysville, I believe. Um, yeah. Skyler Falls, Town of Plattsburgh, Peru, Peru, yeah, and now the city. There, there may be a few others. They're very, very, very well designed. Very nice. Just very, you know, patriotic, and they look great. Yes, and, and I was glad to see the city do that, and it got me thinking. And they're going to put theirs on the oval. I think mm-hmm. that's. I mean, could you talk about? We. I said it to Mackenzie. Could you talk about a better location? Very I think that's appropriate. Great. Very yeah. appropriate. And and it got me thinking. And the Oval is where they have the sending off ceremonies for honor flights. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, all the honor flights. They were going to have six of them this year. That was one, two, one or two more than normally. And all of them were canceled this year because of COVID. Um, you just couldn't put these these elderly veterans on an airplane and sure. send them to Washington. It's just. They were canceled nationwide. And this next Saturday would have been the final, the sixth and final flight of this season. So uh, we felt it was fitting uh, to talk about that in an upcoming editorial. And yes, and as um, as we've talked to um, Barry Finnegan, the manager of the event, along with all different volunteers, is that I've written a few stories about it. I'm sure, Joe, you've written a few stories about it. Again, bring the vets down to see their monuments in Washington, D.C., and as they always emphasize, time is very much of the essence that these vets are getting any younger. Yes. And so we need to get them down there as soon as possible. So hopefully, as things clear up and we move past COVID, we can start to get them down there. But Well, they have about, I think they take 15 veterans on each flight. And there are six flights. So do the math. That's what? Fit. Oh boy, you're asking journalists to do math. Six times fifteen. <laughs> six times fifteen is about uh, 180? 80, 90 yeah. uh, veterans. Mm-hmm. And with the cancellations, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be folks, so off. Folks, there's a stereotype out there. The it's journalists 90. Are it's yeah. 90. I was going to say, I don't think it's 180. No, it's 90. I was just going to make. Stereotype is true, folks. Journalist numbers. <laughs> can't do math. That was the, honestly, that was the best moment of the podcast ever. What's six times 15? <laughs> hey, that's hard. you got to carry the one. I mean to stump you guys. <laughs> I've literally, oh, yes. I've never clammed up so much before. <laughs> but anyways. Uh, it's it's a lot, and again, and the, well, vet, and the veterans love it. But. What I, yeah, what I was going to say was it's, you know, you you can take 90 guys, 90 men and women, uh, a year. Right. And the waiting list is now up to 180. So that's wow. two years worth. Yeah. Um, that, the, that pushed, this COVID thing has pushed the program back. So they're going to have to. Barry talked about getting a larger plane. Um, I was gonna say that, or are they gonna? Is there potential for them to do more flights? Well, there always is, but it's, it's the cost. Yeah. Um, a larger plane. Uh, when I went on honor flight with my father out of Rochester, there was the there was more than hundred people on the plane. Oh wow. um, They had more than fifty vets and their guardians. Um, it was a big trip. 
Barry Finnegan, the director, who does an excellent job, wonderful guy, um, said they talked about that, but what they like about the Plattsburgh uh, trips is the smaller ones, they have a much more personal touch. I would agree for with these that, veterans, yeah, I could, and they don't want to lose that with a with a huge honking plane. Is and, with the Rochester one? Did they have a chance to do the the, the testimonials about each vet saying, you know, this no, is a war story? No, and, they didn't. They had a nice. The sending off was there was no sending off. You just went to the airport. There were volunteers to greet you and take care of you, and they were very good. But in returning, they had a big crowd at the airport. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was one speech, um, but it wasn't like the way Plattsburgh, Plattsburgh sending off ceremony. I don't know if you've ever gone, Joey. Oh yeah, I, I went. To, so I think I talked. Did I talk about it on the podcast? One of the classes that I took at Plattsburgh State. Oh yes, are, you, okay. that's right. You did. Yeah. yeah so I went to um, one of them, and it it's was very it was really special. Cool. It's it's very special. It's very well done. Um, and uh, this year with COVID, it's been missing. Yeah. Um, I personally miss it. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully, that's one of those things. And that's one of those things. No matter where you are, like how you feel about this, that, or something else, mm-hmm. everybody can get on board. Pun intended. Oh, yeah. On that. Yep. Yeah, I, I would challenge anyone to go to, to stay during one of those, attend one of those, and not be moved by <laughs> the yeah. stories and the seeing them. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it, they used to hold them in the old base gym. But they got so big, right. they had mm-hmm. to do them outside with a big tent. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you're always dependent on the weather. Sure. But um, last year when they did the last one in probably mid to late October, they had those portable heaters in the tents for the veterans, and uh, mm-hmm. it wasn't too bad. No, that, that that's really cool. And um, you mentioned his name, Barry Finnegan. Um, what is his actual title now that I think about it, just so we can kind he's of let director, people know? He's the director. He's, he's the director? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, if you go online and you just search North Country Honor Flight, mm-hmm. um, everything, if you're interested, if you know a veteran – or if you, or if you just want to kind of check it out, um, even if you want to be, a, what do they call them, a guardian, a guardian mm-hmm. um, where you can actually partner up with a veteran and travel down with them if they don't have somebody to go down with them, um, look into that. Um, it's certainly something that is a great experience to say the least. And North Country Honored Flight, I, 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 I have no problem saying this because I know it's true. They always are looking for people to kind of join their their organization mm-hmm. and, and be a part of it. Um, and the more the merrier. So if you're interested in something like that, cer- certainly just search North Country Honor Flight and go from there. Or make a donation. Yeah, uh, that too. They always need funding. But yeah, my cousin, she volunteered with them for a few years and um, helped out. They they bring the vets to parades and that's always cool. So mm-hmm. they always got something to do. Yeah, ab- ab- absolutely. Now I know we had a game. Is there anything I'm excited. No, no, okay. I'm okay. excited. I want to hear that. I want to okay. see this. So, we Break do, it a down, spe- we do have a special game this week, which we've been teasing for a couple weeks now, is that the other day I was going through our folders on the computers, and I found Joey's stash of high school sports logos. Yes. And now there, it's obvious, logos, in, as in, and I'm saying this in my Benro non-sports fan segment, is that even I know that the power of a good logo in sports cannot be overstated. Is that if you have, if your team has an iconic logo, the the Green Bay Packers have that G, right? Yep. And, and you look, you actually not to change the subject. You looked up how the Green Bay Packers got their name the other day. I did, yes. Which that's also another interesting thing. Does Joe yes, know how they I got do their name? How's that? Meatpacking plant, wasn't it? Yes, and it's the fact that <laughs> so a, a plant that I believe closed about 100 years ago this year, so they weren't even around. 
they paid the team and basically got their name branded on the team. The Packers plant closed down, <laughs> but the Packers name survived for another century at least. So I thought and they are the amazing. only and they are the only football organization that doesn't really have an owner. Community, yeah, it's a community yeah. owned, which is so cool. It's I mean, and they, and they have cheeseheads. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. So I was looking through and was just kind of intrigued by the variety and just the design of the logo. So I figured is that we could go through and just. Give it a little analysis on some okay. North Country logos. I think what we should do is we'll we'll go A through F for grades. Yes, we're going to grade the logos. I don't Actually, think any, I, thinking, I don't think any. What do you? Okay, what were you thinking? I was thinking just one through ten. Okay, mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, ten being good. Ten being good. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to go hard though. I'm going to give decimals. I'm not going to oh, give round go. numbers. <laughs> we expect nothing less from Joey Bats. <laughs> yes. So, here in our little American Idol of North Country sports logos, and Joey can tell which team is which. Okay, so first up we have Osable Valley, which ultimately looks like the New England Patriots logo. And <laughs> it at is the, he- the New England <laughs> Patriots logo. <laughs> and at the head, it just says AV. AV. Now. Now, actually, now I want to look it up real <laughs> quick. <laughs> okay, we're actually going to look up the New England Patriots, Patriots logo. logo. It, it definitely is very similar, if not... Completely it's a, the same It's a thing. classic revolutionary. You know the the old Patriots logo. I like that one. With the uh, With, it's it's it looks like guy the, hiking the ball. Yes, yeah. I like that one. Okay, so here okay. we go. So, <laughs> all right, yes, it, it, it's the same thing, but it's reversed. The head is going in the opposite direction, and instead of instead of a star, we have an AV right near the head. AV, and it's very similar to Assabet. Valley, Massachusetts logo. Oh, interesting. Where Assabet Valley is the premier girls hockey program in the country. Okay. And they have the same, same okay. similar um, type thing. But design inspirations aside, I like how it incorporates the multiple stars to yes. better enforce the um, the flag motif. Yes. And the red and white stripes. So, um, you know, again, origins aside, it's a it's a well done graphic. I like it. I, I like it. I'm going to give it a seven. I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go six point five. I I will give it seven as well. Again, a couple um, deductions for being a little. That's why I put a it little honorific <laughs> of certain other elements. But yes. next, oh, this is a tricky one. Okay, this is strictly it's it's a Beekman Town High School logo, but it's strictly for hockey. And if I if I was told correctly about this. This logo was made specifically only for hockey, and I've been told in the past never to use it for anything <laughs> other than hockey. Um, Boys so, or girls? For both. Both okay. is okay, to my knowledge. But what we have is a, a nasty-looking flying eagle. That's It has red. It has red wings and a, like a red chest with some white on its wings as well and a yellow beak and yellow claws, and it's holding a hockey stick that actually says Beekman Town on it. No. I, I think this is a hockey logo. That looks good uh-huh. on a hockey jersey. I love the talons. Like, there's no, you know, there's no wimpy little toes holding it. There's some sharp, ready-to-claw-the-competition talons on there. Yeah. And also, speaking as a Cardinal alum, who has gone through, actually, multiple generations of birdies, <laughs> design, <laughs> yes. design of a bird head it can be very hit or miss. It can either look too cartoony or... There was Scary Bergie that came in my time, which is kind of like too intense. This eagle head 
it is an eagle, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it is very well designed. I, I love the shading. Mm-hmm. Wow, I'm, that's mm-hmm. deep analysis. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm go- on this one, I'm going to go 7, 8. 7.8. I, I'm going to go 8. Okay. I really like this oh. one. I'm conflicted. Uh-oh. Why? What, what do My you... daughters actually, I think, wore that logo as members of the girls' okay. Beatmetown yes. hockey team. <laughs> but I'm a Saranacker, and we don't like Beatmetown. <laughs> oh, so I'm giving it a four. Oh, Ooh. my goodness. There's, there's so much bias there. <laughs> but then... <clears throat> then we have the, the traditional Beatmetown Eagles logo, For... which... Um, Leaves a little to be desired it's, it's nowadays. It's much more minimalist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's not much to it. I okay. So what you're looking at is basically just a red shaped eagle with a white head to denote where like the head starts and the body stops, and it it looks a little bit mean. But yeah, can we, can we talk about the expression? <laughs> what emotion does it, this eagle? It looks like he has aviator goggles on. <laughs> Um, is it eaten in a few days? <laughs> yeah, he he looks a little frail. The um, wing though, this wing is nice. Yeah, I do like that. Mm-hmm. I but, will, but the head is a little. <laughs> so I, I I will say this, it looks a little old. I think it is actually pretty old. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go just with a straight five there. I gotta go four. The the expression disturbs me. <laughs> I'm gonna go three. Wow, interesting. Okay. But okay. they make it up with the other one, so okay. if we can if we can get variations of hockey eagle for the other ones, then that'll be good. All right. Then Oh, interesting. The Shadowgay Bulldog. <laughs> oh. Now I saw this one earlier before we decided to do this podcast and I said, <laughs> Joey. Is this the dog that you often see as like a sticker on the back of trucks? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I know. I don't think so. Uh, but now that you say that again, it kind of does look similar. Bulldog but, bumper sticker. <laughs> ben, as Ben searches for that, I will describe what the Shadowgate Bulldog looks like. It has just it's it's basically white with brown and more maroon, I should say, mm-hmm. lining to give a bulldog shape. And it looks pretty mean. It's got its tongue hanging out. It's got fangs. It's got a, a, a point. Uh, what do you call that? A pointed dog collar. Um, and he looks like he's about ready to pounce. And can we talk about his torso area? Um, he looks Huge. like beefy. <laughs> I, I think I think they should be called the Shadowgate beefies. Chesty, uh, chesty young man. <laughs> yes. Um, I personally I like this one. I, I honestly I go I go seven five here. I'll go seven five. It's got such a clip art aesthetic to it that. But it's so it's so good. I can't be as intimidated by it as it should be. So I'm gonna have to go four and a half. Oh wow! Um, I always I knew Shadowgate was called the Bulldogs, but I don't think I've ever actually seen their logo. Interesting. Before. Interesting. Um, um, I know it's not bad. I'll give it a six. Okay. There we go then. Ooh. All right, the Shazy Eagles. <laughs> now, kind of like the Beekman Town Eagle. But there's a little bit more into it. Yes. Okay. Huh. We got green and white strictly, so the shazy colors. Um, but what I like about this is it's kind of inverted. We have one wing. You can see the green on the outside, but it also shows what it's like on the inside, which is white. And you have the head, which is white, and the rest of the body, which is green. But what I like is those there's those little dots, which almost provide... This is so intense how I'm describing this. It's providing... It provides texture. like a texture. It yeah. almost feels like if you if you brush your finger on it, 
it actually feels like you could feel like a little furriness. And I don't know if, if eagles are like cats where like when they get all intense, their like back feathers go like bristly, but that's the that's the effect. So I yeah. I, I go for this one, I go I think I'll go seven nine. It's close to an eight. Seven mm, nine. Interesting. Yeah, I'm gonna I just like the detail. I want to give it an eight, but the the expression again is just not intense enough for me. So I'm gonna give it a, a flat seven. Okay. The, uh, I'm, once again, I'm con- conflicted. My daughter wore <laughs> that just, jersey Joe just too. Joe hates everyone. <laughs> my, my daughter wore that jersey too, so I was proud of it. Okay. Um, it's not that bad of of logo, but I'll give it a six. Okay. Okay. Good. Ooh. The Crown Point Panthers. Now, two things to say here. One. Very um, uh, classic, um, but mm-hmm. also I actually think this is old and outdated. Yeah, um, I think you're right. I actually think they have a newer logo, but since we're talking about this one, it's basically imagine a panther ready to gnaw on a big piece of meat. Um, <laughs> that's what you're looking at. And it, it, it's mainly, it, its head is black, and to provide like context of what you're looking at, the rest of it, like its teeth, its eyes... Some of its like ear area is white. Um, this is mean looking. Mm-hmm. This is mean looking. Ben, what do you think? I agree. I like that this this expression is fierce. It also I love the way that the the ear like you know the cats they put the ears back and it's like game time. I'm I honestly on this one. I, I really like this. I'm going eight five. Mm. Eight five. I am gonna give this one a. A solid seven and a half. It's not quite the Beekman Town Hockey Eagle to me yet, but it's, okay. it's up there. Um, and we should point out that the Crown Point is not participating in sports yes, this correct. COVID season. So, no. boys, girls, we're with you. Hang in there. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm sorry, but that, that logo doesn't move the needle much for me at all. I'll give it a I, four. I could, I could see that because it is, it is bland, but I like... The aggressiveness of it. It is way. rather static. Maybe if it's more of an angle, like yeah. getting ready to pounce. But yeah. It also hold on a second. It kind of looks like a dinosaur if you like turn it on its side a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I can see that. Like the yeah. that's the the ear. A little bit. It's a stretch. Head. It's a stretch. But yes. <laughs> All right. Ooh. Ooh. Oh my goodness. So this is completely like this logo technically doesn't even exist. I was going to say it doesn't exist anymore. (laughs) This is the Elizabethtown Lions logo. Ooh, yes. Um, But honestly, if I I could describe this one. Yeah, go ahead. Is that picture you're in middle school science class with like a science (laughs) book that's a couple generations too old? And there's like a really old timey science illustration of a lion. And then that's it's like a pencil sketch of a lion. But yeah. It's so scientific and it's so overly detailed. <laughs> it's okay, strictly on the detail, like you said, Ben. Um, this is getting a pretty high rating from me. Uh, I, I um, no team going into E Town to play them is going to be intimidated by that logo. <laughs> oh, okay, I do like the D. De- okay, so intimidation factor. You're right. Doesn't have it. Detail though it has it, so actually, with that being said, you've changed my mind a little bit, Joe. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go six three, six point three. Yeah, if someone's like hired to, oh, you know, put this on like a a sign for Post your team it. that you're holding up at the game. It's like, okay, wait, I'm gonna, this guy take me like three hours to sketch. It kind of looks like a wildebeest. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, again, on detail, what did you give it, Joe? 
I, I gave it a six. I think I just what did I say? Six three. Six point five. Six point three. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go six three. I I'm gonna give it a, a solid six. I really appreciate the old timiness, but yes, again, it, it's not. It's not something you want to see on the side of a Gatorade bottle. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I give it a three. I think, Interesting. I think we go one, I think we do one more, and then I think we pause and we do more on another episode. I see. Wait. We got, let me check, because there's 30 of these. Yes. So, because I don't think we should do <laughs> here all night. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I like this though. segments. We're coming up with segments. Um, All right, next one. So why don't we end on this one? Yeah, the, okay, yeah. Let's let's actually. Wait. Oh, we do. Let no. I, let's do that last one that I had because I that one's gonna be funny. Actually, yes. Um, two more. Okay. All right. All right. This one's pretty simple. What? <laughs> this is the Indian Lake. Actually, to be completely honest, <laughs> I'm not even sure if this is their logo. And I don't know if maybe at some point somebody actually just grabbed the basketball that was orange. Because they are the Indian Lake Long Lake Orange. You better be careful. Yeah. This is, we're learning things here. This, you this could upset <laughs> Tim Reynolds. You're, you're right. You're right. Tim Reynolds, who, is, who actually worked here at the Press Republican for a little bit. And now he's a uh, Associated Press Sports writer. Um, but what we have essentially is a basketball clip art graphic. <laughs> I dig it though. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't mind it. It works. Uh, it's orange, and that's what their mascot is. Um, but honestly, I, I go, uh, I go three point three here. And the lines are swoopy, and if you use a little imagination, it almost kind of looks like a lion head, but it's not supposed yeah. to be. I'm, I'm going three point three. Yeah, I'm gonna go and. Give it a two and a half. Okay, and Joe just pointed up two fingers. <laughs> <laughs> and then, okay. last but not least for this episode. Oh, interesting. There's okay. a lot to unpack in this one. This is... Wait a minute. I don't... This is John's... I believe this oh. is actually the con, the combination now. Johnsburg Minerva. Minerva. Wow. Um, which has an Irish four-leaf clover with an M in the middle. Three-leaf clover. Uh, I'm sorry, yes, three-leaf clover. <laughs> Ben's hand That's, That is actually a cool logo. I, I like it. And you know what's crazy? This merger doesn't exist anymore. Actually, wait, yes, it does. I'm sorry, yes, it does. It it's used to be Minerva sports. Newcomb. Um, That's true. Yeah, Johnsburg Minerva does exist now. Ben, explain where those places are. <laughs> they are in the North Country. <laughs> <laughs> the very southern reaches of Essex County. It just right? shows how big Section 7 is. Like it, this Johnsburg show, this, might not even be in Essex County. This show, uh, I think it is. But this shows how big our coverage area is yes. when it comes to sports. So if I were to suggest an origin story, I assume that one of the schools used to be the, um, for the three-leaf clover. Shamrocks. Shamrock. Yes. And then the other ones are some type of it's a, it, the, it, clawed the, animal. They're the Johnsburg... Um, they were wolves, weren't they? No, is it? I'm going to say jaguars, but I think that might be wrong. The Johnsburg jaguars. <laughs> I think actually that might be it, man. I actually should probably look. I don't. I never have to because they don't have a mascot no. anymore. So I don't. I haven't kind of put that in my head. Well, but, I I really like the aesthetic here of the fact that oh yeah, we got the shamrocks. Here we go, go shamrocks. <laughs> go jaguar slash. Because you got so you got to yeah. describe it. You have a shamrock. You have a big J and M atop the shamrock with some, with a paw on the J <laughs> and the clover on the M. I and, like it. And I, then in the back you have the intense ripping through the background claws. You know, yeah, you know, I think it's cool. You know what? Here I'm going eight point nine. Interesting. Eight point nine. Yeah, 
it's the, I think it's it's got a lot going on, but it, it's it, it's intense. It yes. gets me pumped up. I I like it. So where where are you going with Ben? On this I one? am gonna go yeah eight and a half, even above the um the hockey. Goal. Okay, I'll give it an eight. Okay, that's I like fair. It. I I also what like the green. School? I like the green and blue. What other school? Yeah, green and blue is cool. Kind of yeah. like Seton. Of yes. course you like it. Yes. <laughs> um, what other school in the North Country is nicknamed Shamrocks? Oh, um, uh, Salmon River, Salmon right? River. Yeah, that's right. I thought so. Yeah, I only know that strictly from hockey when our teams play out there because yep. that's the only that's the only teams we have. That was really fun. Uh-huh. I'm glad we did that. That's better than you and me like just sharing our ratings. Like uh-huh. we're just talking it out. Um, analyzing people so. are going to really enjoy us just you know what i'm gonna have to do <laughs> i'm gonna have to like post these these yes. logos check, or something the, check the show notes so people can actually see um, what yeah. we're talking about That's, i think uh-huh. i think our descriptions were pretty good though uh-huh. yeah. i think they were pretty yeah, solid no I've, I've thought we should start getting show notes that reference some of the stuff we're talking yes. about we could actually we could do a couple this week we could show an example of the um Hump Down heroes banner, banner yeah. and we can give some of the logos so. i like that no i think we'll definitely do that when i put the podcast up on our website uh-huh. what i'll do is i I will, in addition to the website logo, I'll upload photos and things mm-hmm. of that nature so people can reference that. There we go. Um, Learning. One thing before we go. Sure. Um, we have to talk about the wonderful gift we all received this week regarding the podcast. Yes. We have Press Pass Podcast t-shirts now <laughs> and we are going to take a group photo with them tomorrow right tomorrow that's the plan we are going to take a group photo with them tomorrow and we are going to look good so, right. we, so we are officially announcing the start of the sale of press pause podcast uh, yeah, merch are, is, is this something we're just giving no. out or are we selling it <laughs> well we'll see how many we have left <laughs> <laughs> You can you can get your favorite <clears throat> Press Pass podcast friends on your coffee mugs, on your water bottles, on your hats. We should really come up with a funny <laughs> clip art clip art logo or something. I think that would be great. No, but we when you when you Joe so Joe Ben, I'll tell you this. So and it, it will be good for the listeners to hear. Joe texted me a photo of it was Sage. Sage. Sage like was holding up the shirt. I had no idea these were being made. And I was off yesterday, so Joe texted me a photo of that, and I must have responded with I don't know about ten exclamation points saying this is awesome. Um, so there's it's, our nice looking shirt. It's really been fun, like, and this gets back You're to you're not block. legit until you have a t-shirt. Yeah, we have what, t-shirts. What episode now. is this episode? This 13? is twelve. Twelve. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so we've been doing this for three months now, um, but it just show, we're, it's this is just fun. Yeah, it's just flat out and fun. And hopefully a little enlightening and entertaining. Yeah, you know? yeah, and and I credit Mackenzie and Kara for, and they they enjoy it. You know, they take kind of the serious brunt of yep. the podcast. They're laying out the things that happen during the week. Certainly, things that probably aren't the most fun things to talk about, think about, anything like that. And then with the way our new segment has been, we're kind of coming in and having a little bit more fun, um, but. It's, I love it. I think we're I think we're having a good time. And I mean, just think about where we were the first episode. We were making banging noises everywhere. The, the radiator was coming on. Um, what else happened? Oh, um, didn't I? Actually, at one point, I think the microphone turned off. I don't know. Pen clicking. Oh, and the pen clicking. Yes. I mean, we're gonna have moments like that from time to time, but it's all part of it. So it's it, it's pretty fun. I, if anybody wants to laugh at us. Listen to our first episode compared to this episode, mm-hmm. and you can tell like we're we're a lot more comfortable with it. Um, and I mean, hey, we have a little like exit, you know, saying now too. And where yeah. are we available? We're available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and PressRepublican.com. And you can also we also put our our, our podcast links out every week on uh, our Press Republican Facebook 
and our Twitter. Um, I'm trying to, uh, I think if I put the link in our Instagram bio every week, I can actually also Ooh, put it up there. Yes. So I'll put it up there as well. Um, but you can find us all over the place. So, I mean, please tell, tell, tell people, you know, that we're doing the podcast and we're, we're having fun with it and it's a good listen. Hopefully it's a good listen. You know, I think we're a little biased when we say it's a good listen, but <laughs> I think, I think, I think we're, I think we're doing all right. So it's pretty fun. Yes. And thank you for all your efforts in producing this. I, hey, yeah. this all started when we had the pandemic and a lot of a lot of terrible things obviously happened. And I say that because, I mean, they have, but there have been some good things that have come out of it. You got to take what you can get. And this is one thing that came out of it. Absolutely. I think the only thing better was Sports Food Madness. That too. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. Yes. But Joe, do you want to sign us off? Yes. Thanks for listening again. Uh, and to all out there who could use it, or even if you can't use it, we wish you all a little weak side help.